My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. It's time for today's travel and cruise industry news. With the latest from travel and cruises around the world, here's your host, Chili Falls. Good morning and welcome to travel and cruise industry news on this Wednesday, November the 16th, 2022, coming to you from Bedford County, Virginia, back home in the studio without a nut, nutty day today. Um, my apologies yesterday for changing horses in the middle of the stream. I told you guys I was going to pre-record the show and then decided to go live with it uh, at about nine o'clock. Uh, so a couple people did see that and popped in. I know a couple of you were went looking forward at 11, and, and it was already there. I mean, you know, so that worked out okay for y'all. Actually, I wouldn't mind knowing what you think about the show being at 9 o'clock live. Just a... I'm not planning a change, folks. I just want to see what you guys thought of that as opposed to 11 o'clock. So, hey, you know, I don't know. I'm looking at all sorts of options right now. Anyway, today, uh, got a couple big stories. Uh, Royal Caribbean, they just signed a massive deal with Port Miami. Galveston set to reach new heights. And con construction begins on American Liberty. And boy, have I got an idea about that. We're going to talk about that this morning. That and more live here at 11 o'clock. Today, folks, is just flat at out National Fast Food Day. So I'm sorry if any of you guys are uh, health nuts or try to eat the right things, or you're vegan, or you're uh, any of those things. Sorry. This is a day to go out and get a sloppy burger and greasy fries. I may have to do that myself. We'll see. If you're listening by the podcast, welcome aboard. It's so good to be back where I can get the podcast loaded up quickly and have them there for you guys. Man, it was a struggle on the, on the cruise ships this last time on all three of them. You know, I had good times. I had signals part of the time and then other times it would just be awful. 
So it's nice to be back with a good signal. And I keep hoping uh, Elon Musk will come up with something to give us his toy that he is playing with, with some of the cruise line for individuals that you can afford so you can carry your own receiver for the satellite Wi-Fi. That would be cool. But anyway, if you are uh, listening via the podcast, you can always access the podcast via my blog, which is accessadventure.net. Or wherever you get your podcast from, all the big hitters, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pandora, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, any of them. Just search for Travel and Cruise Industry News, and up pops the fat travel guy. There's always a link in the description of the podcast if you ever want to go over to the uh, video feed to see what we've got in the way of pictures and or clips and or whatever on the video side. So I have not had time to get caught up with all of my guys that are traveling that have sent stuff in. I'm so far behind on all that stuff. Uh, It's just been, it's been really having two days in a row with medical uh, procedures And then the one yesterday, when I got home, not only was I numb and my mouth swollen up about yo big, um, my wallet was hurting too, I'll tell you. Boy, periodontal stuff doesn't come cheap. I got to go back on the first. As a matter of fact, I'll be in in the chair for three hours on the first and then get in my car and drive to Fort Lauderdale. Well, I'm going to drive to Orangeburg, South Carolina. So I may be a little later than normal getting in there and then uh, on to Fort Lauderdale on the second and get on um, the new Staten Dam on the third. Most of you know that I'm going to be on the MSC Seashore um, inaugural cruise on December the 11th. I have found out in no uncertain terms how MSC is getting some of their money back from the bargains we've been getting. Because on the seascape, things like the drink package is ridiculously expensive. You know, I normally get my Wi-Fi. Now, the Wi-Fi was okay. It was 100 bucks for the seven nights. So that's not bad. My Diet Coke package, which normally I get a Diet Coke package so I can drink all the Diet Coke I want. And then when I get uh, adult beverages, I pay for them. You know, it goes on my account. And that works out relatively well for me. How about a Diet Coke package for the week's $188? I said, what? I mean, there's all kinds of other stuff you can get, but I don't, you know, Diet Coke's all I drink in that. Maybe a little water. You know, I'm not the guy to go have cappuccino and stuff like that. Or flavored waters. I don't do that. I just do water. I plenty of water. 
I don't even mind it out of a tap. $188. With the, the, the lower drink package, it's only $266. So that's only $80 more. What's that, about $11 a day, $12 a day to step it up to alcohol? I haven't bought it yet. I'm, I'm contemplating. I normally don't spend that much, anywhere near that much. And well, on the cruise before that on Holland America, my Diet Coke package was $66.08. And that's more like what I normally spend for it. So I'm going to call MSA and say, what the hell is this? You know, are you shipping, are you shipping the Diet Coke in from, you know, Italy or Switzerland or wherever they're from, their Swiss company. All right, guys. I do have a couple stories this morning. I'll be back after a quick break from one of our network sponsors. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be to be. All right, guys, this is kind of a Royal Caribbean sort of a day this morning. A new agreement between Royal Caribbean and Port Miami is one of the largest ever development and lease agreements for the port with an estimated value to the county of $2.8 billion over the course of the agreement, 50 years. Royal Caribbean is tying itself to Miami in a big way. This equates to net revenues that will average $56 million per year. The revenues will be lower in the initial years as the port development is completed and will increase in years to come with the increased traffic the cruise line will bring to Port Miami. A key feature of the new agreement is a brand new dedicated Terminal G for Royal Caribbean International and its sister cruise brands, including Celebrity, with a lease to last 36 years on the new uh, terminal. So if you figure the new terminal is not going to be built for, what, it's going to take four or five years to build it. You know, maybe 2027 or something that finally gets done. So again, 36 years on that. That's about the 15-year mark on the whole thing. Another part of the agreement extends Royal Caribbean's lease of space 
for the cruise line's global headquarters, a project that began several years ago, but was temporarily halted in 2020 when Royal Caribbean needed to mitigate financial losses due to the industry-wide shutdown of guest operations. Prior to the shutdown, the cruise line had already spent $70 million to upgrade its headquarters. Now the headquarters lease agreement will be extended through at least 2072 with upfront costs transferred to the county in exchange for favorable commitments from the cruise line to remain based in Miami and increase passenger traffic through the port. Another part of the agreement also outlines shared space at another terminal slated for completion in 2028, with Royal Caribbean will then share that space with MSC. The potential positive economic impact from the new agreement is staggering. The agreement is anticipated to generate 2.5 billion from Terminal G usage and 260 million from the headquarters lease, as well as create 12,000 jobs. Pretty strong. Nearly a thousand of the jobs will be directly with Royal Caribbean to staff the port, an increase of 50% over current staffing levels, ensuing smooth operation when guests are embarking or debarking vessels. Roughly 9,600 construction jobs will be created for the project, fostering even more economic opportunities in the Miami-Dade area. While Miami-Dade will finance the bulk of the remaining project costs, the cruise line is heavily committed to serving the region. While Terminal G is being construction constructed, Royal Caribbean is committed to a minimum annual guarantee of 600,000 to 1.5 million passengers per year, depending on the level of completion of the facility. With cruise line's upcoming new megaship, Icon of the Seas, planned to be homeported in Miami, which they debuts in 2024, this should be a reasonable goal to not only meet but exceed in the years to come. Icon of the Seas is expected to host as many as 7,600 guests per cruise if fully booked, more than any other cruise ship in the world. Terminal G is expected to be substantially completed within five years by 2027. At that point, the cruise line guarantees at least 2.1 million passengers annually, which is in addition to the 1.5 million uh, Royal Caribbean passengers that move through Port Miami's Terminal A each year. In time, the cruise company will repay much of the development costs as well as pay for the essential security equipment and ongoing upgrades through the years for Customs and Border Patrol operations. Cruise Line will also hook up the shore power while docked at Port Miami, which will substantially reduce environmental impacts as well as reimburse the county for those shoreside power expenses. I'm, I can just say congratulations, man, to both of them, to Royal Caribbean and to Miami. I mean, that's a major change is going to come at the port, obviously, major changes in Royal Caribbean's traffic as well. This is pretty good. Same thing is happening to Galveston, only in a little smaller terms. Now that the newly built cruise terminal in Galveston can accommodate the world's 
largest cruise ships, the Texas Gulf City, is expecting big returns in both revenue and reputation. The terminal, a private, a public-private partnership between Royal Caribbean and Galveston Wharves, elevates Galveston standing as a major player among U.S. cruise ports. Royal Caribbean's Oasis-class Allure of the Seas, one of the world's largest cruise ships sailing today, carrying 6,780 guests, departed November 13th on her debut voyage from Galveston Port on a seven-night Western Caribbean itinerary. In a statement from Royal Caribbean celebrating the official opening of the new terminal, Galveston Port Director Roger Rees called the $125 million terminal a game-changer saying it would generate 800 new jobs for the region and $1.4 billion in local business revenues. The sprawling terminal with 161,000 square feet on 10 acres can handle up to 630,000 cruisers embarking in Galveston. The port has two other cruise terminals, but neither can accommodate the industry's largest ship. Like other cruise ports around the globe, Galveston is banking on a boom year in 2023 as the cruise industry continues to stabilize and vacationers return to the sea in big numbers. Reese predicted that the port of Galveston will break records next year with 362 sailings and a record number of cruise guests departing from the port. Allure of the Seas will continue to sell seven-night Western Caribbean cruises through 2022, then offer four- and five-night cruises to Costa Maya and Costa Mel in January. Royal Caribbean's Adventure of the Seas, also homeporting in Galveston, is currently sailing a series of four- and five-night cruises to Costa Maya and Costa Mel. The ship accommodates 3,835 guests, and is one of my favorite ships, by the way. Beginning January 30th, Royal's 2,466 guest Radiance of the Sea will operate nine and ten night cruises from Galveston to the Western Caribbean, Southern Caribbean, Columbia, Panama, and the Bahamas. Other cruise lines seeking opportunity in Galveston include Norwegian. Its new Prima 3,215 guest ship operated two sailings after its debut in October and will return to home port in Galveston for the winter 2023 and 2024 season. Four Carnival Cruise Line ships also home port in Galveston, including Carnival Breeze, Carnival Dream, and Carnival Vista. Carnival Jubilee will sail from the port next year. Um, I need to go to Galveston again. Folks, my experience with Galveston last year was top drawer. Uh, There's several ships there that I haven't sailed on yet. I'd love to do adventure again. I really, really like that ship. We'll see. I'm working on several things right now. We'll see what the schedule is going to end up looking like for next year. Boy, this is the one that's got me thinking. Got me thinking big time. Construction has officially begun on American Cruise Line's latest coastal ship, the American Liberty, which will be the third new coastal cat in the line's Project Blue series. 
Project Blue is a set of 12 small ships designed to cover almost any domestic cruise itinerary in the United States. The 105-passenger American Liberty is built for coastal operations and features of a similar hull design to the line's other coastal cats. All of these vessels are being built by Chesapeake Shipbuilding in Salisbury, Maryland. The first two ships in the series, American Eagle and American Glory, are scheduled to begin sailing next year. American Liberty is set for May 2024 debut. American Cruise Line's Coastal Cats ships feature 56 staterooms and suites with balconies, spacious lounges, and multiple dining venues. Their catamaran halls allow for a wide activity platform at the stern equipped with kayaks and a large tender for in-depth adventures setting off directly from the ship. American Cruise Line, which also operates voyages on America's rivers, has more than doubled its fleet in the past five years due to the introduction of its modern American riverboats. This coming year is set to be the line's most exciting year yet with 17 small ships and riverboats operating over 50 domestic itineraries in 35 states. One of the things that this article did not mention is most of these ships are equipped with elevators, therefore are accessible opposed to river ships in Europe that for the most part are inaccessible. Don't you think American Cruise Line needs a handicapped person to go on some of these ships and show other handicapped or mobility challenge folks how nice it is to sail on the American whatever. I think that would be a marvelous idea for them. I wonder where we could find someone that would be willing to do that and go on any of their ships that they want to promote for uh, handicapped folks since they've got elevators. I think we could fill that spot real quickly. That's what I think. Hey, yeah. Come on, America. Make me an offer. I'll be happy to become your handicapped spokesman. All right, guys. That's it on news. Not a whole lot of news today, but it was pretty important news. So let's go over and see who's in the chat room. Hot Air Tom is with us. Mike's here. Hi, Mike. Sonny's with us down in Mississippi. Katie's with us. Morning, Katie. Lizzie Lou is with us. Lizzie, did you pay an outrageous amount for drink packages on the MSCs over there? Man, the last three I did, the, the drinks packages were dirt cheap. I about choked this morning when I saw $188 for Diet Cokes. Holy cow. has to be a mistake. <laughs> Honestly, it can't possibly be that high. So, if it's that high for, for just the, the extra 80 bucks, I might as well go and get the booze. Even if it is the cheap booze and not the good booze. 
something. I'm sure I can find something in the bourbon that I can stomach if I can't. I mean, I'm not going to jump up the double in that to get the good stuff. We'll see. Of course, everybody's talking back and forth. Mike says 9 a.m. is 2 p.m. here. That's fine. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, I realize for you guys over there, yeah, it won't make much difference. It might make some difference to the guys over here that sleep in. Like Hot Air Tom. Or Cindy. Hi, Cindy. Morning, all. Work has been nuts since I've been back. Yeah, things have been nuts here since I've been back, too. Only mine's not working. Damn doctors. Still got one big one to go next week, folks. That's the that's the oncologist. It's the Tuesday, I think, afternoon. I'll get the Lupron injection. They'll retest my PSA to see if this $11,000 a month crap is still working like it's supposed to. I hope. I think a cool hat with a sat dish would look good on Chile for SpaceX, SpaceX Internet. Hell, if it works, I'll wear a hat. You know, I'll be ha- happy to walk around as a terminal. Ride around as a terminal. I'm not walking. Like the old propeller hats, yeah. I could dig it. Why, there's Cindy. Hi, Cindy Weatherall. She's down in Dallas. She's not in Dallas. She's in Plano. That's right next door to Dallas. Well, there's uh, Nanook of the North. John's with us this morning, too. Bitter, chilling, cold here. Uh, Did you get any more snow, John? And when you say bitter, chilling, cold, I mean, does that mean below zero? I'm afraid to ask. Looks like weather from my Bahamas cruise may be rainy. It never rains in the Bahamas, Katie. Don't you know that? You just coke it wet. In the Bahamas, who cares? So, Nikki's with us. Hi, Nikki. Happy Thanksgiving cruise, Katie. John says, so here's the question. Is it more economically valuable for a city to have a start-stop terminal or a ship visiting the terminal? Uh, just on the surface, I, uh, without uh, thinking too seriously about it, uh, John, my opinion would be you need a start-stop terminal as opposed to just a visit a visit everybody complains but you know when you embark and disembark everybody comes and goes if you're visiting not everybody gets off the ship if you come and go you might also have a little revenue from business from people that drop people off Revenue from parking. Revenue to vendors like 
Uber and cabbies and buses. Oh, yeah. Definitely, it would be better to have a Port Miami than a port that you just go in as a visitor. Katie says 77 there. Very nice. It was back in the 20s here again last night. That's two out of the last three nights it's been in the 20s. For me, that sucks. I need to get on a cruise ship quick. And I don't care if it's raining, Katie. I just got to get back on a boat and away from this 20-degree crap. Sonny says, Katie, have fun and bon voyage. Thanksgiving on a cruise will be nice. Yeah, I talked to Amanda the other day. She's uh, One of her friends is also in a similar situation for Thanksgiving, so it'll probably be three of us. Um, but nobody's made plans as to where we're going. I mean, you know, I don't care. I would prefer going someplace that has turkey. But I don't know if what Amanda and Andy are going to decide on that. You know, I don't care. I'm not going to cook it one way or the other. So, Cindy tells Katie to enjoy also. Rich is with us. Good morning, Rich. Chili, are there any U.S. ports that you feel are being underused by major cruise companies? Ooh, that's a good question. Um. All right, let, let's, let's just, you know, let's talk. The New York ports, which inclusive in that are both New York City ports and Bayonne, I think they could do a lot more out of those. Norfolk looks like we're going to finally get some, some more traction. I've never sailed out of Charleston. I don't know how the facilities are. But that's one that's not used at all, hardly in one ship. Uh, obviously, Port Canaveral, Fort Lauderdale, and Miami are busy. You know, they're they're they have to do things like Miami's doing a major expansion uh, uh, to sustain and add on to that. Galveston, I think it's terrific the direction Galveston's going, that can, you can increase the ships that come and go from Galveston. But one of the problems is you have a lack of, of flexibility on your destinations. Almost all of them go Western Caribbean because that's the shortest uh, place. Now, if they would start offering more Southern Caribbean, uh, or even Eastern Caribbean out of, you know, longer cruises out of Galveston. Yeah, I could see that. The other ports on the East Coast, like Boston, uh, you know, that's that can only be used certain months out of the year because of the weather. I realize New York can only be used certain months out of the year as well. I've not sailed out of Baltimore. I don't know how their facilities are. That's another one that I want to do. I want to do both uh, Norfolk and, and Baltimore just so I can see what the terminals are like. 
Um, Los Angeles can can use you know can handle more ships. They've got the space for it. But there again, you're you're somewhat hampered on destinations unless you get into longer cruises. You get to more Hawaii cruises, or you get cruises that go someplace other than the big three and the the um, Mexican Riviera. Puerto Vallarta, Mazatlan, and, and Cabo are three great stops. That's where the majority of cruises from both San Diego and Los Angeles go. I've not sold out of San Francisco or San Diego, so I can't comment on either one of those. I would imagine that's like Los Angeles. They can handle more ships, but you you got to come up with uh, some, you know, differing options on where they go. Me, I don't care where it goes. I don't mind that I am going back to someplace I've been a bazillion times. I just want to be on a ship. Most people aren't like that. Um, I would love for any of the cruises, including out of the West Coast, to do more uh, Panama Canal, uh, going further down the coast, well, the west coast of of uh, Central, and even into the northern part of South America. I don't know what the time limits would be on how long they'd have to be to encompass that. I think that would be an interesting thing to uh, investigate. Uh, the same token from from the Galvestons and even. You know, Tampa, Tampa is, was a great little port, but it's hampered by the bridge. So you can only get a certain size ship can go under that bridge. Um, Tampa could probably handle more smaller ships. Yeah, you know, there are other small ships still out there, uh, but that's a possibility. I really, I really think that the industry, you know, we've been so heavily, heavily weighted in Miami and Port Canaveral, and then the third being Port Lauderdale. I think, and I'm assuming that's why you're asking the question, Rich. I think it's time we, we need to expand some other ports and make more offerings different offerings, different ships, different cruise lines from other ports. I think, I think, yes. I'd love to see. Wow. I mean, there are places where like Norwegian doesn't go. Places that MSC doesn't go. Yeah, I could see I could see some expansion on a lot of a lot of them. You know, Carnival's everywhere. Royal Caribbean is most places. Yeah, I could see that. I'd like to I'd like to I'd like to be involved with expanding at some of the other ports. That could be fun. I thought there was a U.S. law preventing purely coastal American cruises. How are the cats getting around this one? 
or has the law been repealed? No, the law hasn't been repealed, but these are American-made ships. They're being uh, built in Salisbury, Maryland. So that puts them in a whole different classification so they can do things without having, they can sail without having to go to another country because they're not flying foreign flags, they're flying U.S. flags. That's the difference, Mike. Oh, Hot Air Tom said the same thing. The ships are U.S. registered, and that law is for foreign registration of ships. There's Kenneth up in Pennsylvania. He's another one. The Nanook of the North person. Maybe not as bad as uh, John up there in Minnesota, but bad enough. Are you going to be... Uh, your 19 cruises in one year next year. I don't know yet. I'd like to, but that depends on how a couple things fall, Kenneth. Obviously, uh, we're actively looking for some sponsorship deals um, from a number of different standpoints. Yeah, if I can hook up with a couple cruise lines to sponsor individual cruises even, sure. Um, we're, we're going after some rather much more aggressive marketing than I've ever done. So we're looking for that possibility. Uh, thus far, you know, I've mentioned, of course, that um, scoot around in the, their parent company, which manufactures wheelchairs, power wheelchairs, are going to um, be a partial sponsor for the next three cruises. No money coming my way, but less money going out. Let's put it that way. Uh, so if, if I can come up with the right kind of packages for some of these guys, yeah. A company like American, I mean, I'm, I say that kind of tongue-in-cheek, but yeah, I think that would be fantastic. And I'd go anywhere they want to, they want to, I'll, I'll do all of their ships. You know, put me on them for uh, however long the cruises are, and I'll be happy to represent them to the accessible community and everybody else. If I can do an American cruise line cruise, so can you. Now, I could do the same thing for other cruise lines, but I just like the American because I, you know, I haven't been able to do a river cruise line in Europe because they're not accessible. Wind chill is 27 up there. Yeah, it was probably in that vicinity here this morning the two we have room on our january cruise right now the first cruise i have booked next year is the vloggers cruise the end of january um and again um i'm holding back on booking some other things i mean i even have an offer on the table for a um a casino cruise a, a freebie on a, it's with carnival and I don't like the way they offer them to players, but 
I haven't acted on that yet because they also not only charge you for um, taxes and port charges, but they charge you for a deposit. Well, the deposit on the free cruise is the same thing as paying for the cruise. So I got to talk to them on, on the offer I have from them. But we'll see. I don't know. Uh, I think Baltimore could use more activity. I, I completely agree with that. Again, I have not sailed out of there. I don't know how the facilities are. I want to sail out of there. Um, but yeah, I think that would be a, a neat place for some other ships. So, I mean, I know Royal's gone in there and I know Colonel's gone in there. To my knowledge, I've never seen a Norwegian cruise in there. I've never seen an MSC cruise out of Baltimore. Never seen Celebrity in there. Or any of the, some of the lesser lines, maybe. But, you know, we don't know that much about them. All right. Uh, Katie says, I don't really care about weather. Just being on a ship makes me happy. Katie, you and me both. It, you know, did I mind the fact that we were getting chased around by the hurricane last week? Hell no. Was it a little rougher? Yeah, maybe. You know, one day was a little rougher. That didn't bother me in the least. Getting an extra day. The only thing that I felt bad about was the people that got screwed out of a day out on the cruise that they were coming in, you know, the next group. I didn't mind it for us. I rather enjoyed it, you know, an extra day, anytime. Nikki says, I placed an order for a cooked Thanksgiving meal from a local smokehouse. What a relief to have it settled. Well, Nikki, I don't blame you for that. Cindy says, more cruises from Tampa. Yeah, I, you know, if, if we can get the smaller ships in there, Sin, I thought, I thought Tampa was an excellent little port. The only, the only issue I had with either of my cruises from Tampa was disembarkation from Carnival, and they are terrible on disembarkation. They just need to clean up their procedures. That one was not Tampa's fault. The Tampa guys, once you got, you know, I got over to the Tampa folks, that was fine. The porters and going through customs and all that business went lickety split. The problem was getting off the carnival ship. And they just need to tighten up their procedures a little bit and do some sensible things when it comes to, especially when it comes to the disabled folks. Katie says, Cindy, I'll be driving to Tampa, so I will wave. Very good, uh, Katie. And you tell all my friends on Serenade of the Seas, I said, hey, I'm still doing Serenade of the Seas stuff. I got a lot of I got a lot of content to do on all the ships I've been on. I'm so far behind, it's ridiculous. Just from the last three cruises, folks, I could put content up daily, multiple times a day for months, probably. Uh, Cape Liberty sail all year round. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it gets cold in the winter, but so you, you don't go outside. That's like Alaska, for heaven's sakes. 
I I think they could they could do more. They could do more, especially if they go to longer cruises. And and I mean, obviously, you got to have the market share to get that. You got to have people that'll pay for you know doing you know ten days, fourteen days, whatever. And maybe maybe the you know, maybe that's the cutoff. The seven-day cruise is the one that, that everybody will pay for. And they don't, not as many go for the longer ones. I don't know. Mike says, thanks for clarifying the law, uh, Tom. Yep, absolutely. Tom, we could put a mock-up of a satellite dish on his scooter, even have it turning around looking for a signal. Now, that would be cool. I would go for that. Especially if it'll keep me from flipping the damn scooter over on its head. Kiss my big fat butt, y'all. MSC was supposed to have Armonia from Tampa. Yep, they were. And then uh, that got screwed up with COVID. And then Armonia was taken back to Europe. I think Armonia might be going to South America for 2023. But yeah. Kenneth says, I wish Norwegian would go out of California to Hawaii. I mean, it seems like there seems to be a lack of cruise lines that go to Hawaii. And I don't understand why. And maybe, maybe the facilities in Hawaii aren't up to multiple uh, cruise ships. I don't know. I've never been there on a cruise. Been to Hawaii, but not cruising. Norwegian does Panama Canal. That's a long cruise. I don't see why they don't go to Hawaii on a long cruise. Yeah, to Hawaii or to... I'm, I'm seriously looking at some of the South American cruises. I just want to do one. You know, I want to go, I want to circumnavigate South America. I think that would be a fantastic, and I don't care if it takes, you know, 47 or 74, how many ever days it is. Of course, I do a world cruise too. I'm thinking twice. You know, I might have to set aside a few extra pennies to do laundry because I'm not going to travel with 95 suitcases and stuff like some people do. I mean, if it can fit in my one suitcase, fine. If it doesn't, it ain't going. <laughs> yeah. A couple pair of long pants and plenty of shorts. That's what I like to do on a cruise. You know, I something like and, and that's it. So, all right, guys, that's going to wrap me up for today. As always, guys, I appreciate you being here. Um, let's see, what is today? Today's Wednesday. Yeah. So I'll be back tomorrow, same time, same channel. So you guys, all as always, stay safe, stay healthy, think about cruising. Hopefully one day soon we'll all get together on the high seas and go to neat places in the world. For now, this is the old fat travel guy. See y'all tomorrow at 11 Eastern Standard Time.
Have a great day, y'all. Later. I regularly post videos on all facets of the travel and cruise industry. So if you like to keep up with the latest in cruise ships, ports of call, cruises themselves, chilly chats, and travel and cruise industry news, just hit the little subscribe button in the lower right-hand corner, hit the bell notification so you'll be notified when a new video is up or we go live. This video was produced by Chili's Cruises. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure, I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be to be.